It's the Dear Auntie Podcast with your favorite aunties, Carm and Co. Talk to me. What's going on with you? You need advice and they've got the answers. Auntie gonna keep it real. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. Hey, Auntie. You're tuned in to the Dear Auntie Podcast. Podcast. We got a special guest in the building today. Me too. I'm excited about today's <laughs> episode, getting into this interview. Yes. Um, we're on set at Elevate Studio. We, I love that we can switch things up, though. Me too. Ty came right in here and said, oh, y'all got a guest? Oh, okay. Let me pull in a third chair. Let's Let's get it together. Out. So if you are a content creator, um, whether you live in ATL or not, we got people flying in to come into Elevate to record their content. So check us out. I'll make sure we link the um, studio booking page down below. And we also got hooked up. Well, Carmen got hooked up. I'm so excited. People it's her. my time to shine. Okay, so everyone, if you could just take a glance. If we could Zoom, we would. But just At these beautiful earrings that match oh. my shirt perfectly. Um, so thank you to Luxurious Chaos for sending over these beautiful earrings. We are your models. Yeah. Check us out. I'll make sure we link um, her site below. And if yeah. y'all want us to be your models, send us some stuff. We yeah. will... Proudly Because we'll support. put it on. We, we'll put that shit on. Yes. Proudly yes, support. <laughs> um, so. Um, so let's get started. First of all, I know we like to rag a lot on our nieces yeah, sometimes. a little bit. So I want to give a shout out. Okay. To one of our nieces. Um, Shikari Richardson. Hey, girl. I'm just, I want to say how proud I am that she has bounced back and she's really doing the thing. I mean, she took a little hit. You know, people were coming for her. She took some time to really reset. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was a really mature thing of her to do. So, and she came back and she won that medal, honey. She took a look and it kept on ticking. And she dealt with so much hate. Yeah. At such a young age, I think that this, like the nieces are up against a lot. They are. This new generation that is literally living their entire lives on social social media as they are developing, right? We kind of have the benefit that we not arrived before social media, but we weren't going through like puberty on social media. It was behind the scenes. It was behind the scenes. So (laughs) shout out to you, Shakari, for not only not allowing that to like get you off your game. Mm -hmm. You came back, you finished strong. And the way that she was answering those questions, like whoever is doing her media training, her PR. She's on it. She's on it. And so shout out to you. All right. I loved it. And so I want to talk. We had a really cool episode recently about Mm -hmm. giving birth Mm -hmm. and how afraid I was to give birth. And I got a lot of support online. I thought that that was very relatable. Yeah. And so I wanted to read some of the comments that we got. Hopefully it can pull up here. Um, My service is a little shaky. Oh, no. I don't think it's pulling up right now. But. But that's not the Elevate Media Wi-Fi. Yes, that's her own that's personal. Wi-Fi. That's my phone. Okay. okay, actually, here it is. Um, so <laughs> I'm getting, I got a lot of support. Um, and some people were saying that they just feel the exact same way. Um, Tamarte.xo says, my sentiments exactly all of this. Um, Anissa says, having my child early, there were things I missed out on, but having him put me into overdrive. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of women who could really relate. So I'm glad you all could really enjoy and relate to what we were talking about. But I have to call one person out. Okay. Um, God King J, uh, that's his name online. He came into the comments and he said, 
So living in fear, he was talking about me. So she's living in fear, prioritize her career. But when she's 45, well, you already know. So I want to know, uh, God, King Jay, what do we already know? What you trying to say, brother? I want to know. Yeah. Do well, you know Kermit? Yeah. King like, Jay, because what's what? going on? Because I'm I was married, sir, and I got a whole life in a whole situation, and so. a whole man that's already worried about what you worrying about and what you prioritizing. So, so I just got to say, mind your business. Another example of people just stepping out of bounds online. So anyway, but it was a great conversation. Glad you all enjoyed it, and um, yeah. So. Auntie is over it. Oh, let's get into it. You know, this is like one of my favorite segments. So during Auntie is over it, we share things that we're just we're over sick and tired of. We are fed up. So what are you over this week? This week, I'm going to have to be over unks and their headsets. Like, I'm tired. Wait, I'm so, paint the picture. Which okay, headset so I'm just, I don't know, walking in Marshall's. The trucker headset? You would think, okay. wouldn't you? And so I'm just chilling, browsing in Marshalls one day, and I see an uncle come out of nowhere, and he has the largest <laughs> headset on his head. And I'm just like, sir, are you um, bringing in air traffic control? Like, what is your uh, career choice? Like, what's happening here? Why are you and why do you need that huge headset? And if it's just to talk to someone on the phone, I rebuke it. I rebuke it. I'm tired of the uncles with the headsets. Let it go. Let it go. Dang, Carmen. So he got to get some hate it. I, I, he he needs to. He surely needs to. One of your nieces or one of your nieces or nephews needs to needs give to you up. that uncle some AirPods for Christmas this year. Because Carmen has spotted you out in these streets. I can't okay. take it Auntie no more. has spotted you in these streets and put your ass on blast. Enough. So this week, I'm going to get a little serious. I don't get, okay. I'm not serious often. I am not the serious auntie, okay? As y'all, I'm the silly auntie. However, what I'm over this week, um, in kind of same, in the same spirit of the birth conversation, mm -hmm. the lack of resources for women, specifically birthing mothers mm -hmm. in the United States of America is outrageous. Yeah. I don't know if you know this. I did not realize this until I was pregnant. Um, and, you know, going down the rabbit hole to prepare to give birth. Um, and I realized that the U.S., I didn't realize, but saw some research that mm -hmm. says that the U.S. is the only developed country that does not have federally mandated paid leave. So we, you know, we throw around the fact that we get six weeks off. That's not federally mandated. That's not yeah. something that we're just entitled to. There are so many, you know, stipulations. And, and even if we were, six weeks is like nothing. That's nothing. Else. It's nothing. For someone who I did have the luxury of, you know, being an entrepreneur, obviously I didn't have to go back in six weeks, but I was, you know, in communities with women who literally just gave birth and yeah. were distraught to have to leave their child after six weeks. It's sick, man. It's sickening. So there's a chart that y'all can Google, or maybe I'll get tired to put it up somehow. <laughs> but it's a chart, you know, of the, the countries around the world and the number of weeks they get off. And so at the top of the chart is Finland. Finland gets federally mandated 161 weeks oh. paid off. Now, in case you are not a mathematician, yeah, Auntie already did the math, okay? This is three years. Wow. Paid. Three years? Paid. Paid. Set me up. Move, we gotta go. We to gotta finish. go. We gotta take we this gotta, show on the road. We're finished. Hello, <laughs> we need to le learn Finnish. What are y'all doing over in Finland? Because this is crazy. Finland is 161 weeks. Japan and Germany are both 58 weeks. Canada 52 weeks. Like U.S. literally at the bottom with 
a big fat zero. We are so behind in so many things. And yet we think that we're and just... we think we're ahead of everybody and smarter than everybody and all and of that good zero stuff. zero resources. But our people are sick. Mm-hmm. Our people are tired. They're dying yep. at alarming rates all because we don't want to invest in our health. I believe that in the United States of America, the people are the commodity. Mm-hmm. And we can't afford for our commodity to be Com- commodities to be off of work for three years because y'all got to be here. Yeah, y'all got to get to these jobs and make this money and keep this economy going. And it's hard. we're suffering because of it. So auntie is over it. Get your shit together. So I feel a co-group coming on. Come on, something. I feel like co is about to create another group for y'all. Something. this coming on the way, all right? So I want to talk... Today we're talking about a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? Um, but... Well, let me go back to Auntie Tea Time. We skipped over that. We can get into the tea. Get into the tea tea. time. All right. So, Kiki and her boo. Update. We got an update. They're back on track. Was it a stunt? Surprise is my question. Surprise. Was it a stunt, Carmen? I I I do not know because she did come and collect a lot of coins after. That situation. She did turn into his video girl and start, you know, like did the thing with Usher. So so I'm just like, hmm. Um, So popped up on her birthday eating tacos and drinking margaritas like a nice, happy family. And I'm not mad because we really wanted them to be together. Right. Yeah. That would have been very. We wanted it to work out. But it just goes to show you that folks going to do what they want to do. And don't get invested in And don't get too invested in other people's relationships because you never know. You never know. And I'm glad that they're back together. I'm Me not too. surprised that they're back together. Um, but keep y'all business to yourself. Get us yeah. out the group chat. Well, just get us point. out the group Please. chat and then we won't have to be Leave us out of concerned it. about it. But okay. good luck to y'all. Um, next up, Funky Deniva. 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 Don't know how to pronounce. But this gentleman, I can't really call him a gentleman, but... Um, because of the way he was behaving on his show, he dragged our niece Chloe Bailey mm-hmm. online for the world to see. And that was very disturbing to me. Um, he called her lame and inauthentic and Why? probably Why? not cute under all that makeup, he said. Now, mind you, this is coming from a um, funny looking ball. Well, Carmen. Be nice, Auntie Carm. Um, so, you know, I just didn't understand what all of that was about. I didn't. Well, I think that a lot of people, not a, I, I don't know if clout chasing is the correct. I don't think something. everything is clout chasing, but I think people just, you know, need something to talk about. Yeah. I thought it was uncalled for, though. It was really inappropriate. For, inappropriate. And to, I just have to say, to drag a young woman. A young girl. A young girl. To that proportion for the public to see, I just, I just can't understand. Unless it. this was a personal thing, like she did something to you, then maybe. But you were, he was responding to something this that had is nothing. Chloe to do Bailey, with him. let's be real. Have him and Chloe ba- Bailey ever even really been in the same room before? Let's be, let's be for real. Um, so I'm sure she did nothing to him. It was just nasty. It was nasty it, work. It's not um, the first time. Probably won't be the last. No, for sure. Um, and the last thing I want to kind of touch on before we get into our other topics, um, Pam Greer, Auntie Pam, the OG, OG auntie, auntie. Mm-hmm. she is seasonally dating. And I've never heard of this term until she brought it up where she is dating men every 90 days. 
every 90 days she changes them out and she finds somebody new. And okay. um, so she says sometimes she likes to be with the man who likes to go skiing. Sometimes she likes to be with the man that likes to be on the beach. So every 90 days. So every season she has. He's switching them out. And, I, and I'm like, is that what the OG aunties are doing these days? Maybe it is. I- should we? Should the young, the young I don't think so. nieces don't take, take that. Don't take that advice, young uh, Okay. No, because those seasons are gonna come and go, and your single <laughs> ass is gonna be in a single season, and you're gonna be mad as hell. Don't do it. No, let's date with intention. Right. Um, but but Pam Greer can clearly she can do what she wants. Call the shot. She can do what she wants. No judgment. No shade. If it works, you like it. I love it. That's what the grown folks say. You like it. I love it when they really don't agree, but they just uh, okay. Hello. That means so. It, so we're get into it. Let's yeah, we're gonna get into our interview, and so we want to introduce our guest who's been sitting here staring at us like, "Y'all, hello, <laughs> introduce me." It's your time to shine, boo. Hi, Delisha. Hey. hey, y'all. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Well, welcome to the Dear Auntie Podcast. Glad to be here. Excited to have you. So, Delisha, we're gonna get into before we get into your story. I want to talk quickly about something I saw online, and I want to get your opinion on it. Okay. Okay. So this person tweeted, I forgot their name. I forgot to put it here, but the occupations with the highest numbers of promiscuous men. So men, you should avoid dating at all costs. And I want to see if you agree with this list. I'm going to go down the list of 10 and then you can weigh in and Auntie Ko's going to weigh in too. Number one is truck drivers. Number two is club promoters. Number three is barbers. Number four is massage therapists. Five personal trainers, six lawyers. How do lawyers get in? Seven bartenders, eight military men, nine firemen, and ten rappers. What do you think about that list? I 100% agree. You agree with the whole list? I agree with with all of them. I think it's just because the access. They have so much access to so many different types of people. Yeah. And I agree. You agree 100%. So you're avoiding all of these people in your dating life. Let me tell you. Hey, what do you think? Okay. You go. <laughs> um, I think all except for maybe the truck driver. Okay. Honestly. And even though my love language is quality time, mm-hmm. I don't think that a truck driver is like automatically gonna be promiscuous like I would a club promoter. Yeah, yeah. Or a rapper. I don't know that I would I would put truck drivers. It's in. the personal trainers for me. Yeah, that, it's, it's the personal trainers for me. They are they got a bad rap. I'm sorry. Um so anyway. But I, I don't know how the lawyer got in there. Yeah, how did the lawyer get in? I there? would say police before I would say lawyer, but yeah. Mm. All right. So talking about dating and deal breakers, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are? What is your story? Um, tell us. Okay, so um, I'm a mommy of five. I've um, been married twice. So, yes, I've had my fair share. So when <laughs> when did you get married? What ages? So I got married young. Like, okay. when I had my first child, um, my mom, we're a strong Christian background. Mm-hmm. So she was like, okay, you guys had a baby? You're getting married. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Oh, okay. So you kind of didn't necessarily. Right. Didn't really know what. Okay. You- really getting into I was like okay marriage okay um well it didn't work out I mean we were young 16 yeah actually mm-hmm. um oh wow that yeah, is young yes 16. yes okay 16 all right um so we separated you know I kind of went and did my thing and then I was like oh I think I found somebody the perfect guy got married yeah. again and I would say getting married super young is hard because you really don't of know course. what you want 
You're you're still growing. You're maturing. So I guess that would sum up, you know, kind of like the situation. I I learned a lot. And I think that's what kind of puts me in my space that I'm in now as far as like what I require when I date and who I date and who I won't date. How long were you married each time? So the first time uh, we were so young, it was off and on. So it was uh, it was like dating. It mm -hmm. wasn't really a marriage. It was really we were dating. Um, so I would say off and on for like four to five years. Okay. And then I was just like, okay, I need to grow up because we have children. You need to grow up. But they weren't ready to grow up. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I got to do my thing. Um, then I was by myself for a little while. I met an older guy. So I was like, okay, he's stable. He's he's in the military. He has things going for himself. Yeah, this this could work. This could be my thing. Oh, military man. On You're right. Check on the list. <laughs> That's why I said I agree 100%. Um, and it just didn't work out. Um, I think a lot of it was because I married so young from the beginning. So I didn't even have time to like figure out... Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I explore. Right, what I really want. And now I'm in that stage. You're in that stage. And so how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I just turned 40 this year. Okay. Happy birthday. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And so when we talk about deal breakers in dating, I'm wondering, this is a little silly question, but I just got to get it out. Would you date a man with a man weave? Carmen, what? <laughs> That's the new thing these days. I, okay, if I don't know, sure, because I don't know. But if I if you tell me I'm about to go get my weave touched up, I'm like, I can't. This this is not going. Because I feel like the older we get, that might be a possibility. There might be some man weaves up in the mix. I think if you bald, just shave it off. A me. I, I mean, that's just me. I like I like bald men. It's it just. Equal oh, opportunity. A, a little weave in my head right now. So what it is, what it is. Y'all gonna go get y'all tracks laid down together. Yeah, let's, let's go. Meet me at three. We gonna get a little cocktail. Uh, anyway, just um, so what are your deal breakers in, in dating now? Ooh, they can't be the same age as me. Deal breaker. Ooh. No baby mama what drama. What does that mean? They need to be younger or older? They need to be older at least six years. At least six. At least. How did you come up with that number? I. It's very specific. I, well, okay, so I dated men that were uh, a little older, like probably 15 years older than me. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I would just kind of just, you know, when you're dating, you kind of talk to a little bit of everybody, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like my sweet spot was this the six years. Gotcha. Um, mm -hmm. Two years older still wasn't... Wasn't hitting the spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So. Okay, what are, uh, any other deal breakers? inconsistency and not knowing what you want to do, especially since I like to date older, you have no foundation. You don't know what you want to do with yourself. Um, inconsistencies. Okay. Deal breakers. Inconsistency. Oh, baby mama drama. Put that on there, please. Put that on the list. Please. Baby Attachment mama. to your baby mama. Y'all still got stuff together. You still doing everything. That That is a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Understood. So have you ever thought about dating outside of your race? Because I um, came across something on TikTok from a user by the name of jbrew77. And she was responding to a post of a woman that said that she was so happy to have found love mm -hmm. in a man. And then the man came on the screen and he was a white guy. All right. And so the young lady, jbrew, interrupted the conversation and said, I knew that it was going to be a white man that she was talking about. Black women, you need to step outside of your comfort zone and date outside of your race. And this was on Simply Shanika's page. I don't know if some of you all follow her. But anyway, what are your thoughts on dating outside of your race? I say do it. 
if they if they match with what you aspire to have in your relationship, mm-hmm. I don't think a race should matter. I have several friends that are actually married to Hispanic men or white men. I will say I do see the difference in their relationship. So their men are more catering. They're more um, the emotional support, just support in general. Mm-hmm. Just willing to step outside of, there's really no gender roles. You know, a lot of times in our culture, there's like gender roles. They expect you to be able to do certain, you got to be able to cook. You need to be able to clean. You need to be able to do this. And I may step on some toes and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is okay. But I see it just watching and then, to the way they communicate and interact together, like they're more of a caretaker of their woman versus mm-hmm. they're expecting her to get up and go do A, B, C, D. Like even when the kids are there, they'll be like, honey, I'll watch the kids. You go get some rest. Like they'll take the kids. I've been on the phone and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm so tired. And he'll be like, oh, I'll take the kids. We'll go to the park while you take a nap. I really don't see that. Sometimes in our so that was the sentiment in these comments. I will tell you that was the sentiment a lot of the women had. But then there were some women in the comments who were also saying, "Hey, I'm married to a black man, and he definitely will take the kids if I need to take a nap." Shout out to you, boo. Yeah, you know, and that's not my experience, right? And that's right. not your experience either, right? No, not at all. Um, and I want to know the bad side though. Mm-hmm. What are what would you say are the differences that might not be so positive? Because I think that we always do here, right? And and. How that translates to a lot of people is, well, get a non-black man because he's going to treat you better. But what are the, there's always the good and the bad. So do you know of any um, things that might be more on the negative side in those interracial relationships? Well, I will say, so there are some really great black men out there. Shout out to our black men as well. (laughs) But I think the narrative sometimes Mm -hmm. gets, because we look at, one instance of a relationship with someone with a white man be like, oh, they have the perfect relationship. Look at all yeah, the stuff they're yeah, doing. Yeah. But then on our side, they show all the negative. Mm-hmm. So we don't get a chance to see those good men out mm-hmm. there that are doing those things. Um, but to your question, can you ask it again? Um, <laughs> do you notice any differences that are not on the positive side? Um, I mean, you can't really say because they're your friends. You can't be like, well, yeah, but that's what I'm right. Well, right. that's what you can't say, but maybe you don't even. That you've noticed. You, yeah, you might right. not know. There might not be <laughs> one that you know. I will say the culture differences. Mm. Like, since she has, like, we grew up in high school together, she married, it's, they're different. Like, they mm-hmm. celebrate holidays differently, they do a lot of different things. It's not the same. I will say culturally, mm-hmm. she's changed a lot. Like had to make some adjustments. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I guess that would make sense because her children yeah. are, they're mixed. So you've got to try to blend mm-hmm. both cultures. But I don't see her blending her culture as much into mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. And that's kind of why I am I got kind of black men are always going to be my steez just because I love black people. I love black men and I just love black culture. So right. I want, that's how I want my kids to, and to grow up. And I think it's such a challenge. I think it is a challenge to have black children because these children are seen as black people. I think it's such a challenge to merge the culture sometimes. It's such a challenge to try to equally expose mm-hmm. them to both sides. Yeah. It's, you know, and I think it, you, you're doing a disservice and sometimes you can't always preach mm-hmm. love your black self 
if I don't if feel. If that's not what I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, if that's not my experience. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's a challenge. Oh, it's tricky. It's so tricky for Talk sure. about tricky. Um, <laughs> let's just talk about your dating experience, your okay. specific experience. What have the challenges been? How has it been to navigate after divorce, two divorces, and now we've hit 40? How is it out there right now? What are the streets talking about? Triggers. Um, <laughs> you know how in a relationship there's always triggers. You think about previous things that have happened. So I think a lot of us that are dating now, we're like watching. Mm-hmm. We're watching to see what they're doing. Um, we're triggered by certain things um, that have happened in the past. So it's like process of elimination. Like we're ready to eliminate and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. Why? Because even though they say there's not a lot out there, there actually is. There is a lot of opportunity out there. I would say for me, I stably date because I'm an emotional person. I get attached mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, so I'm pretty stable. I'm not like, I'm not doing a 90-day rule. <laughs> yeah, what are, you doing different? what are you doing different from back in your 20s till now in terms of dating? Oh, then I would just, I was kind of talking to everybody because I needed to see where I, which where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And honestly, with me being a Gemini, you know, I got two sides. So I got mm-hmm. I got to have a person for this side and a person for this side. Yeah. Um, as I've gotten older, of course, you know, you want to be more stable. I wouldn't say necessarily settle down yet um, because most people, I'm not going to speak for all people who have been married before, but getting married again, especially when you've already done it, is something that you're not ready to jump back into. Even though marriage is beautiful, especially if you find the right person, it is amazing. But when you go through it, you're not ready to jump back in. Mm-hmm. So you're you're just dating. You're dating and you're waiting to see if anybody meets. How do men respond when you tell them you've been married twice? Okay, well, one person told me, well, that means you're great then because two people decided to get married to you. That's a good way to manage. I was like, oh, I was like, okay. But then um, some will be like, well, do you think it might have been you since it was two different people? And I'm like, could have been. I mean, I was going to kind (laughs) of ask you that before. We we have some clips I want us to get into really quick from, from some other aunties. But what did you learn? Did you learn anything from the divorce? Like, did you... Self-reflect at all? Yes. I think what I learned most in that was to get my shit together first. Like have myself not rely on other people to make me feel emotionally stable or make me feel worthy. Mm -hmm. I need to do that for myself, Mm -hmm. not relying on somebody else to do that. So that was my takeaways from that. That's good stuff. All right. So I want to play a quick voice note. Um, or two, and then we're going to get into our dear aunties um, from N- Nadasha in Virginia. I believe this is what this who this clip is from. Hey, hey, this is your auntie Nadasha all the way from Richmond, Virginia, by way of Charlotte, North Carolina. But it's totally okay for you to call me Auntie Nuno <laughs> as a 40... 40- something year old divorcee back in the dating world and on the dating scene I can tell you that in this time of our lives at our big ages some of the things I've learned is to consistently bet on you never guess second guess re-guess or rethink anything that you know about you Mm -hmm. and be true to it Stick to your standards and don't collect red flags. They're there for a reason. We know <laughs> and 
we make decisions about them. We don't collect them. Okay, ladies, we're too old to be collecting things. All right. And I will say be open, be open to what life gives you in the dating world and in the dating scene. And whether it's you choose to date in your big age bracket or a little bit outside of it, one way or the other. Either way you choose to go, enjoy it. It is pleasurable and it is a good thing. Auntie Nunu out. Auntie Nunu out. Thank you so much, Auntie Nunu, for your contribution. I have one more I'm going to read, and then we'll play the other one at the end of the episode as a good closing, because I think that's a great closing one. But it's from Auntie Tammy here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um This other note comes from one of our listeners. Her name is Elaine. She said, hi, good evening. This is Elaine. I'm responding to the question if I have experienced divorce and started dating again. So I want to share my experience. I was married to a narcissist. Narcissists do little things over time to demean you and then call you crazy for confronting them about the things they've done. It's very difficult to explain to others what you're going through. They tend to be well-liked outside of the home. So they will light out, light up um, others outside of the home and people will think you're making things up. So this was a very traumatic experience for me and my kids. Um, so she said, we all recognize the red flags and we better cut ties, especially before children are involved. Lastly, counseling is key before starting to date again. Don't bring the baggage into new relationships Guys, friends, or family don't like to be compared and or emotionally dumped on. So that's some good advice from Elaine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Any thoughts on that, ladies, before we move on? from our- um, I loved the don't collect red flags. Yeah. Because your girl has definitely collected some red flags and just like looked at them oh, and cute. sorted through them and not really acted on them right. and then suffered the consequences later. So I love that advice. All right. Cole, you want to get into our first Let's Dear Auntie? Let's do it. So in this segment, we're going to get into Dear Auntie. So we take advice from our nieces and other aunties out there um, and try to do our best. We try to do our we best do our best. steer them in the right direction. So if you have anything to contribute, please share. Yes. Um, so Dear Fellow Aunties, I am really struggling with comparison and insecurity. I am a 38-year-old, curvy, full-figured woman And all the women in my friend group are cute, petite, and what people would consider conventionally attractive. I feel like I will never find someone who loves me for me. I'm starting to lose hope, and I'm feeling so defeated. Your fellow auntie, Melissa. So thank you for sharing, Melissa. I definitely, um, I, and I think probably our audience, appreciate your um, vulnerability. I think Mm -hmm. that it is hard to share those things, but it's very relatable. Um, I'm going to say switch up your circle. That's going to be my piece of advice because not that there's anything wrong with your friends, but you want to get around people who not make you feel good, but who you feel good around because nobody's going to make you feel. Nobody has the Mm -hmm. power to make you feel any type of way. But if you know that your energy shifts when you enter a certain space or when you get around a certain person, I would say limit your time and interaction with those people. So um, whether that means finding, you know, new spaces that you feel like you fit in. So maybe that's based on your hobbies, things that you're interested in, things that you're passionate about. I would encourage you to find spaces 
that bring you joy. Because when you are filled with joy, your energy is going to be different. Your vibe is going to be different. You are going to attract goodness to you when you feel good. So if you consistently spend your time with people who do not make you feel good, even though, again, they can't make you not feel good. But if you're surrounding yourself with people who um, your energy is just not where you need it to be to be able to attract goodness to you, then you got to separate yourself and don't feel bad about it. All right, Auntie Ko, I'm going to have to disagree with you okay. on this one. Did I say, because we be disagreeing. You get nothing about four of up in here. So I feel like Melissa needs to do some self-work. Mm-hmm. I really feel like the reason she feels how she feels is outside of anyone else's control. Mm-hmm. Not her group, not her, the, anybody she's dating. This sounds like an inside job. And it sounds like she really needs to take time with herself and figure out why it is that she's struggling in this way. Why do you feel insecure? What is it about you that you don't like? And are you projecting this onto other people? And so I think you should start there. I don't think you need to be worried about dating. I don't think you need to be worried about friendships. I think right now you need to be worried about Melissa and what is it internally with you that is causing you to feel this way? What do you think, Delisha? I believe both of y'all are right. It's a little <laughs> mesh. Um, so you're in the middle. Yes, she does need to do some self-work. She needs mm-hmm. to find her own value. Um, and it could be that her surroundings are making her feel that way, the mm-hmm. people she's around. So she needs to do a little bit of both, maybe get around somewhere else, and then also do the self-work. Mm-hmm. Just like a Gemini. (laughs) Toothpaste it. Balance it out. (laughs) All right. Next up, dear auntie. Dear aunties, I'm a 22-year-old woman living in Houston. I've been chatting with a guy on IG for some time, maybe about three months or so. We were talking recently, and he mentioned that he was just tired of chatting and was ready to meet up. I really want to meet up with him. He's sexy, smart, and we have a lot in common. But I'm scared because I don't think he'll actually like me in person. The truth is, I don't have very many pics on my page, and the ones I have up are heavily edited in Photoshop with lots of filters. All right. If I'm being honest, I know that I don't look like my IG pics in real life. When he mentioned wanting to come visit, I read it but left it on red. I haven't responded because I'm stuck. Help, what should I do? Your niece, Tiara. My niece, the catfish. Listen, <laughs> Tiara, you cannot meet this man and you need to take down these photos today because you're never going to feel comfortable showing up as someone other than who you've been representing yourself as. Have yeah. you seen the show, sis? This is not going to end well. It's not going to go well. Don't do it. I would not embarrass myself any further if, no. So, what not. is she supposed to do now? Leave him on red. And going Act about like her this business. never happened and live your best catfish life in peace. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have to. I think you should just delete your whole page and start from scratch with your real face. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's what I'm I just want to confirm that that's what. Girl, yes. We're this, saying. But this man right here. <laughs> it's a no-no. It's a no. Okay. It's a no. Don't do it to yourself. Because then you'll be writing back like, I see, I didn't embarrass myself. Yeah, I didn't showed up and it showed out. Um, well, I think we've come to the end of our dear auntie. What you got to say about the catfish? Yeah. Actually, you got I mean, yeah, she should definitely delete that page immediately, yeah. like ASAP, and yeah. just le- leave him alone. Start over. Start yeah. over. Go back to the drawing board. I want to know, before we let you go, what is your last piece of advice for people that are in your position dating 40 plus, divorce, what is your piece of advice? Find yourself first, be true to who you are, stick to what your wants are, and don't budge. 
Okay, don't budge. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. And y'all, if you have a topic suggestion, something you are struggling with, dealing with, but you don't necessarily want to write in and ask a specific question, let us know. Let us know what you want us to talk about. We'll find some experts, bring in some guests so we can make sure that we are bringing y'all the resources that are valuable. If you are enjoying the show, make sure you are subscribed, sharing this uh, content, and leaving us some reviews. Yeah, five leave star us a review, reviews. please. Only Thank five you. star, though. If it's less than five star, keep it. Write it in your notepad. Keep it to yourself. We don't want it. Thank y'all for tuning in. Bye. See you next week. Divorce and dating after 40. I was talking to one of my partners about this topic and I said, do I date? (laughs) So I thought about uh, what dating looks like now. And the reason it does not feel like dating, I think is because the uh, excitement and the joy that I had prior to getting married it's not the same after a divorce. Um, I think that for me, and I can only speak for myself, I lost that initial uh, excitement, joy of an anticipation of being married. And, you know, you have these, these goals and these dreams. And, uh, you know, you're young and you're building. Um, after 40 you are pretty much into your career, you're making money, and uh, your needs are, are different. So I, you know, don't necessarily think that I'm dating or meeting men with the same intention of having a boyfriend or getting married. It's more about companionship, partnership. Do we have things in common? Um, can we enjoy having dinner together or going on trips? I think it looks very different because also dating after 40 for me is I'm not planning on having children. You know, we're not looking forward to buying our first house together. Like all of those things happen uh, in the marriage already. So it looks very different. Uh, I'm more definitely more intentional and uh, more focus about um, what it is that I like, Uh, a little bit more discerning about uh, who I spend time with and how much time I give to that uh, man. And uh, yeah, uh, dating after 40, after a divorce is, uh, is, yeah, it's a whole different world.